imagine me trying to open up the heritage room door with that key because it's a nightmare. <laughs> Have we begun recording? We finally have started recording. Cool. You know, it's wonderful. Hi, everyone. Was that too chipper? If for, you know, behind the scenes context, it'll make you wonder what we were talking about. But we need a palate cleanser. Oh, my God. Not all happy sunshine rainbows up in ADL. You'll never well, definitely know. not sunshines unless you want rainbows out of your vampires. But, I mean, you know. Um, Wait. Oh! Sorry, but I... what if I do? What if I want a Caroline Forbes, man? Oh, I love... <laughs> we're going to get there. Yeah. We're, we're going to get there. Thank you. Like, why do they have to sparkle? As my... Oh, Lord. We, <laughs> I, I, I feel like we've already had this discussion. We have. It's yes, like two we, years ago. And we have also... A little over two years ago. Yes, and you and I have already fought about the Force today. We don't need to fight about vampires. Come on. We, we fought about mini-chlorians. No, no listen, I brought a snack. <sighs> she brought popcorn. we got to fight. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, dear listeners, to our latest episode of Semi Bookish. Um, go around the room. Lord Ish, who are you? I'm Grant. What are you reading? Good. Tony. I'm the supreme overlord of all. Hi, I'm Aaron. AKA Aaron. <laughs> and I am Andy. I am. I like it when Grant says it. Can you say it for me? Nope. <laughs> Dungeon Daddy. Oh. We are like your stalwart crew of Semi Bookish. Yes. And we are on, oh man, we're getting up there. This is episode 51. Mm hmm. Oh, is it 51? All right, cool. But before we get into our topic for the week, mm-hmm. what are you reading or watching, playing, vibing uh, to, cooking? Uh uh-uh. uh. What? What, yeah, what are you, inter- what is entertaining you in the world of story? Um, in the world of story, I am reading Assumption by Percival Everett because it's next month's oh. uh, book club. How are you enjoying Mr. Everett? I'm liking it so far. Who picked that one? What is Megan. that? Megan. Megan? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Megan for that pick. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you want to listen to, if you want to come to a book club, you know, last Thursday of every month. I've heard he's really good. I'm liking it so far. Um, from what, from how she described it, this is what, like kind of his most approachable. Okay. One, which is probably why she chose it for. Yeah, I could see book that. Club. I think it's um, also the one that's winning him an award of some kind. Is the National Book Award something? Is it recent? It's recent. I think Assumption is recent. I might be wrong about that. Don't quote me. But it's uh, it's like a mystery detective noir type of thing. Okay. He's a he's a cop in a rural community, and mm. it's kind of split into three kind of connected vignettes. Mm. Um, I've only read the first one so far. Okay. So, nice. but I liked it. All right. Um, and I'm listening to the audio book. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> Of uh, geez, what is it? Um, Im- Immobility by Brian Evanson. Oh, okay. Um, right. And I'm not super far in it, but I'm liking it. It's a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. tale. This guy's uh, he he's paraplegic. He was kind of in hibernation, Fallout style for a while, mm-hmm. and then they unstuck him, and he's carried everywhere by these people. And mm. there's kind of an unnamed thing they need him for. Sure. Which I don't know quite yet. But okay. yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing. Cool. Um, I am halfway through a ten-hour audiobook, so it's not really that long, but it's. How I'm many halfway words through. Would that be? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm halfway through a book called Nova by Samuel R. Delaney, which was it's a 1960s science fiction novel. It's one of his early space operas. If you're um, not reading Hog, I don't care. Oh! <laughs> you would be the one to prefer his porn to his space opera, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, this is family-friendly podcast? <laughs> no, he did. I'm just saying, Samuel Delaney went on a whole, like, at a certain point in his career, he was like, I'm going to write porn, and he did, just like Anne Rice, someone who we'll be discussing later, Given wanted to write porn, and she did. It's the most horrifying pornography imaginable. I have heard but, that from... You know, many people I have heard that um, I decided to start with his space operas because I'm on a space opera kick right now and he is a you know out and proud gay black man who was writing um, space opera when no one wanted space opera to be cool um, it came out a few years after Dune um, so anyway my point is I'm reading Nova I'm halfway through it it's 
really, really, really interesting. I love the character of Lork von Ray, who is the uh, black, well, biracial actually, but his mother is Senegalese. Um, so he is a half African, half Norwegian, half Senegalese, half Norwegian starship captain who is going to a supernova because that's where the fuel that fuels their starships is richest and it's also extremely dangerous and so he has gathered another motley crew to take out on this journey but he is also fun fact the character when read by the notorious john w campbell uh the hero's journey guy or is that another Campbell? No, that's Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell. John okay. W. Campbell is the guy who wrote the book that The Thing is based off of. Oh. Okay. Um, but he was also an infamous science fiction editor back in the day who read Nova and said, the book is great, but I don't know if the, re the audience is ready for a black male main character. So he passed on it because he was an idiot and he was also really racist. So, anyway, Nova's good, you know. I would probably give it a four out of five stars at this point. Um, but, you know, yeah, that's what I'm listening to. And I'm highly encouraging everyone just to finish off my very, very long random rumbly. If you have not seen Andor on Disney+, and yes, it is a Star Wars property. If you have not seen Andor, you're missing out. And I don't say that about much at all and I you know because everyone has their own tastes of things but <coughs> Andor is spectacular television um, spectacular storytelling it is up there for me so ev everyone should be watching Andor because it's that good I actually have a really quick TV show recommendation yes please um, if you have not seen I mean I mean whether or not you've, you've, you're interested in video games if you've not seen the Netflix uh, cyberpunk anime. Oh, is it, oh, is it, is it so it's, good. It's, it's bonkers. Is it's it? crazy. Okay. All right. That, I, it's I probably like as far as video game adaptations go, this is probably my favorite. Okay. I think it, I oh, think it's a, it's a lot better. So I All think right. it's a lot better than the Dragon's Dogma adaptation that they did recently. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they did a Dragon's Dogma like the game adaptation. They did a anime adaptation. It was more like three D adaptation to it. Mm -hmm. Not very good. I, I, I say it's good, but like as somebody who like religiously played the game, yeah. a lot is missing out on that. And it, just play the game. Just play the game. But with the cyberpunk thing, definitely 10 out of 10. I've only seen like a couple episodes so far, so mm -hmm. I'm not too okay. far in there. It does not dip in quality. It does not oh. dip in quality. And it is a very good like introduction to what the cyberpunk universe is supposed to be like for the game. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. I will... Cyberpunk is one of the games I'm planning to buy when I get my new Xbox because I should be playing my new Arkham game, but thank <laughs> you, Xbox slash Microsoft slash Bill Gates. Go to MarsAlready.com. Um, <laughs> currently not. So, Aaron, um, what entertainment is entertaining you? Well, I can't tell you the one thing I'm 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 actually gonna buy it when I get paid tomorrow. So you know Same girl. Same. <laughs> um, Carry on. So <laughs> playing wise, I came home, I'm playing Dream Disney's Dreamlight Valley because they had an okay. update for Halloween and I can run around getting like little uh candies from like little containers while oh. I'm running around. So you know, I'm having a blast. The one corporation that I would gladly sign up to go to Mars on their spaceship. And um, I'm actually uh, actually reading something. Mars on ice. Life. Um, I'm, I'm reading, um, it's it's a manga. I have two mangas that I'm reading currently. Because I'm waiting for volume three to ship. And then, you know. Yeah. So while I'm waiting for volume three, I'm reading another one. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently reading a manga called The Sign of Affection. And it's like a Ooh. cute little like romance-y, like shoujo style manga yeah uh basically so the main character her name's yuki uh and she's like into everything um but the caveat is that she's deaf she okay. can't hear whatsoever mm -hmm. um and she mostly communicates by lip reading and sign language and texting people because not mm -hmm. a lot of people know sign language where she is like 
She even mentions in the manga to the main love interest that her parents don't even know sign language, and she literally has to write down and text her answers to them, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a shame. But um, she meets this guy on the train, and then she immediately has this, like, what the heck is happening? My heart is like butterflies type moment. Uh-huh. Turns out he also goes to school, the same college that she goes to, so they're a little bit older than your normal high schoolers, but they're in college. Yeah. Um, he knows, like, three languages, but sign language isn't one of them, and so now he's intrigued because she and him are becoming friends, and he wants to learn sign language through her, and it's just very kind of fluffy, but That's also, adorable. at the same time, he has a dream of going to different, like, underdeveloped countries and teaching, mm. um, so there's kind of this, like, cat, like, thing of, is she going to be a staple in his life? Is he going to let her in and they can go do these things together? Mm. Or is he just here for the ride to learn sign language to add another notch of a language under his belt? There's kind of like that kind of, what is it? But at the same time, you're like, I need you two to get together right now. Yeah. Um, I'm on volume two right now. I'm waiting for volume three because I went to Barnes & Noble and they didn't have volume three, so I have to order it online. Sure. Ugh. Um, and then I'm also reading a manga called Imakoi, which is another kind of like romance manga. Yeah. Um, the oh. storyline is uh, there's a girl, her name's Satomi, and she's very shy, and um, she never got to confess to her middle school crush at all, and like she was like very like eh, about the whole entire thing. So right. she makes a pact to herself that the next time she's gonna get a crush, she's gonna just like tell them. Mm. And so this kid saves her from a pervert on the train. And so she immediately like crushes on him. Doesn't doesn't think she's going to see him ever again. But they have the same school uniform, so she's never seen him, so she thinks maybe he's an upperclassman. He turns out to be in the same like year that she's in. Mm-hmm. Um and so she goes to thank him for like keeping her safe from the guy who was like literally like feeling her up on the train. Yeah. And Ooh. um that's a common Oh. But, um, uh, yeah. that is a Japan thing. But, um, <laughs> no, never ride the bus in Japan. As a female alone. Um, oh, good note. Um, but, so she goes to thank him, and then as he's turning to leave, she, like, literally, like, confesses to him right then and there. Like, she just, like, blurts it out mm. in the middle of the hallway. And he's just like, okay, sure. Now we're dating. And so she somehow is now dating this guy and all she's done. She doesn't know anything about him except his name and the oh. fact that she confessed to him. And he was like, sure, we're going out now. Congratulations. And she's like, what do I do? Cool. Huh. I never thought I would get over a reading slump with manga, but here we go. Well, hey, you do whatever you makes need. makes perfect sense Andy, for you. what are you reading? <laughs> huh? I'm in a whirlwind of stuff right now. Which is good, because... Yeah, because the last few podcasts... Hey, you know, such is life. Um, I <laughs> just finished this morning. It's a reread, but I'm doing it for a very kind of inspirational purpose. Um, Lois Lowry's Gathering Blue. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which was still beautiful, still wonderful. Really appreciated it. Um, it. Yeah, it, for anyone who's out there who does, doesn't know, if you if you appreciate The Giver, there's a quartet. There's The Giver, Gathering Blue, Messenger, and The Sun... Um, all wonderful, wonderful books. Um, I have my favorites, but I'll leave that at, you know, on the cutting room floor because I don't want to influence people. But yes, Gathering Blue, read it. It's wonderful and it's lovely. I'm almost done with A Court of Mist and Fury um, mm. by Sarah J. Maas. Um, I mean, I've that's been back and forth. Like, I'm enjoying it, but I have to take a break for this purpose or this purpose or I'm just sure. exhausted. Big oh. book. Yeah. Um, I downloaded today. It's a book I'm reviewing. Um, You're reviewing it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm reviewing the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, the Golden Enclaves by oh. Naomi Novik. Naomi Novik. Have yeah. you read the other two? I've first? not yet, so I'm going to be a little bit lost. Yeah, you should uh, probably listen to the other two. I'm fine with it. Oh, okay. Um, because, I mean, that could be a little thing. Like, yeah, you jump into like a seat, like a third, fourth book in the entry. Yeah, you might be a little <laughs> bit confused. Yeah. But... I think any good book, even if it's a sequel, should at least... Should be able to hold its own. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Um, yeah. And I'm also reviewing the audiobook, so it's not solely the book I'm reviewing. Right. Um, that's fair. Yeah. 
So, but um, I'm really looking forward to that because it sounds quite quite intriguing. I've heard that series is good. I've not read it, but and if I, I like it, I'll go back and read. You know, yeah. yeah. I had the first one at home, but I just never opened it. <laughs> But those are, and trying to, is there any extra media that um, I'm really getting into right now? Like, I didn't mean to like, talk at length about this stuff. I figure this pe- people know Court and Mist, Mist and Fury. They know about the Court, Aquatar, as the fandom calls yeah, it. Yeah, the Aquatar, um, yeah. That, yeah. you know, look it up. It's expansive. Bonkers. The fandom That's is devoted. The word you're looking for is bonkers. The giver book, is book well taco. established. I don't need to like introduce you to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Really, I feel like I'm. Yeah, there's a weird vacuum in. I don't want to say entertainment, but there's a weird vacuum in like television right now because Rings of Power and um, House, House of, of Dragon. Dragon just. And, you know, their finales just happened a week apart from each other, so, like, I feel like, and I feel like I'm the lonely person on the island talking about Andor, like, I have a couple of people on social media who are like, yes, and I'm like, why is no one else watching this show? Um, Ironically enough, I had actually never seen any of the episodes of House of Dragon, and I prided myself on that, and then I went to go visit my friends, and they wanted to watch the finale, and so I watched uh, the finale with absolutely no context. Was it the- good? The finale? Yeah. Absolutely not. Thank you. It was that, trash. Okay, that confirms because I saw the first four episodes and I was like, this show is getting worse and I don't have to like, watch it. <laughs> so here's the thing, like off topic, I guess, from our podcast yeah. topic, but my friends were talking about how like they started the first like five episodes mm. and it was supposed to be like years gaps in between things. There are, yeah. And they're supposed to be like, because they were supposed to do like the whole entire thing in one season, like that whole entire prequel book in mm. one season. And then they turned yeah. around, and then they got signed on for, like, five more seasons. And so you hit, like, episode, like, five or something, and all of a sudden everything just moves, like, at a snail's pace. Oh, that's a weird choice. It's yeah. a weird jump, they said. And I watched only the finale, and that's all I've ever watched. And I could tell you, as just somebody who does not watch a lot of television, but, like, can gather context clues very fast. I knew exactly where they, where they were going in certain moments and exactly what was about to happen. I will say this for the show, and this is not based on anything other than the four episodes that I watched and all of the faces changing and all of the memes and things that I've seen in response. You have a bunch of people who identify as men writing what they consider to be a feminist take of Westeros. Hmm. But all of the women, except with the exception of the oldest woman in the beginning of the show, are recast. Explain how Matt Smith doesn't age, but the rest of the cast... Does. Has to change the... Yeah, yeah. That, so that there you go with your Westerosi feminism. Go ahead. Okay, it, that kind of cheapens the experience ahead. a little bit. Like I'm, I'm not really looking forward to watching the show anyway. But right. that would be such a you. You grumble. can wait until I buy right. it because it comes out. Ne- the DVD comes out next month, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm not, ordering yeah. it anyways. Like, I like have to. let me be. Let me. Okay, just to put a cap in this. Let me be clear. They should be able to do what they want to do, right? If they, if this is how they want to do the show, if this is how they want to write this version of things. I don't care. Yeah. I got my Game of Thrones. They made their mistakes. I'm good. I don't care. Bran is the king. Sorry for y'all who haven't seen it. It, you know, I'm good. I, I just I'm, I'm I, good. after the, the disaster. Did I literally just spoil that for you? Were you planning to finish it? No, I have no intention. Okay, thank God. Okay. There's so many <laughs> other things to be worried about. Like that's what, it, like, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Um, so it just know. like it was like after the disaster that was like season eight or whatever. Like I not like, yeah. I'm not saying that the whole entire season eight was bad. But just like the disaster, the whole fiasco surrounding season eight yes. in general. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust them to do that prequel justice whatsoever. But honestly, and from watching the like little bits and pieces that I have in that finale, yeah, I feel like I'm right in the sense where I just I can't see it going very well in terms of. But you know what? Letting it go. A lot of a lot of fans love it. And I'm just like, like get better standards. Oh, we're being reeled back in. 
This is you know, it's, it's so kind of funny. I was looking at it like, oh my gosh, we've gone on a tangent. Speaking uh, of And it's dragons. a deserved tangent, chant, tangent. I also, really quick, segueing into it, you talked about the vampire um, anime. Like, Didn't you talk about like a, a Netflix show that vampires and anime? Just mm-hmm. like now? Oh, like, or like five minutes ago. No, no. That, that, was, that was cyberpunk. Oh, I thought you were talking about something. <laughs> anyway, speaking talking about of bloodthirsty monsters, let's okay. talk about vampirism. Because I was gonna bring up, I was gonna bring up as a vampire anime that I, or no, video game adaptation. I wanted to raise you that, the cyberpunk. That's a connection point. Castlevania. Castlevania as a Netflix series uh, is exquisite. Which I mean, for those of you who don't know or don't play many video games. Um, Castlevania is a retelling of the Dracula story, but instead of just the, the Jonathan Harker, everything, um, they throw in the Belmont family, which are uh, a family, a clan of vampire hunters that go after Dracula with a, of course, the usual accoutrements of holy water, stakes, boomerangs, where they're coming from, um, holy <laughs> boomerangs, mind you, they're crosses, um, and of the infamous vampire killer whip, which with Coupled my love of Indiana Jones, like whips are cool. Um, uh, All right, the Dungeon Daddy for nothing. But but anyways, to put a fine point on it, we are talking about vampires in lit (laughs) film and beyond in video games as well. If we want to go that route, well, and beyond, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (sighs) Okay, Um, so let's start with the granddaddy of them all. Dracula? Dracula. Yeah. Meh. Moving on. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, all right. I, all I have to say about Dracula is the book is something I read a while ago and yeah. promptly forgot. I mean, I remember liking it, but it wasn't something that was, like, impre- it didn't impress anything on my mind. And to, be, and to take that further, because I've been thinking a lot about influences lately, um, I don't know that Dracula influences vampire culture at all anymore. No. I yeah. I don't think that Bram Stoker's Dracula, strictly speaking, is in any way shaping the thoughts or vampire content or of even creators. I don't even think most people who sit down and go, oh, "I'm going to create a vampire thing or a vampire." Legacy they try to or base it off of like. I don't um, think they think about Dracula at all. They try to base it off of like Interview with a Vampire and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I mean Anne Rice's influence is still huge. I certainly got the ball yeah. rolling. Like yeah, and what? they're influenced by things that were influenced by. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. so obviously, yeah. like his influence has trickled down through other people who have you know taken Dracula very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that the the direct correlation is happening as much anymore. No, I mean, there's the real world lore of like people fearing vampires and people coming back. Or, I mean, it, it, you can lump that together with a lot of the little zombie stuff and the like Salem witch trials, just like weird little things. Oh, just any creeping kind of people out. Normal. But yeah, yeah Dracula, and I, I really, I think in literature maybe, and you mentioned this became a movie thing, um, the modern vampire mythos or the matter, the the template for modern vampires was birthed by Anne Rice, um, because mm-hmm. even within the world of Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles, they stepped away from Dracula. They gave them a creation story, like a, a definitive creation story. They gave them. You know, so like things like where like covens and families within Twilight or other popular media. I mean, Vampire Diaries. Yeah, it, obviously, it all comes Man. from Anne because she was, you know, when she started writing Interview with the Vampire, the kind of fiction that was popular um, and the kind of fiction that was the kind of fiction you were supposed to write was pedestrian realism. You yeah, know, which is you know, my family has gone through a divorce. Oh no! What will we ever do? You know, I don't want to make light of the Jonathan Franzens of the literary landscape. They exist for a reason, yeah. um, and some of them are quite good. Um, but you know, you can imagine being someone who wants to be taken seriously as a writer, calling her first story "Interview with a Vampire," and people just going, "Oh God, what?" You know. But she gave that vampire psychosis, which mm-hmm. was not a thing that had really been done before. Dracula mm-hmm. doesn't, even in the novel, Dracula doesn't have a psychosis. He is the father of all evil. 
that's the whole point. I mean, it's like trying to give Sauron a psychosis. Like, I mean, his three wives do, but he definitely does. Yeah, although, like Sauron, is, you know. <laughs> although exploring Dracula just a little bit, throwing a couple different uh, film uh, films into the mix. Oh, sure. Um, what was it? It's a, was it Luke Evans who was in Dracula Untold? Yeah. Which Game of Thrones connection? Tywin Lannister. Um, what's his name? The actor's Charles name. Charles Dance. Thank you. Yeah. He was the vampire that created. Dracula. Of course he was. Um, Ugh. But, Ugh. And that was actually a fun movie. Like, I didn't love it, but it was a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're going back a little bit. I think it was arguably about the same quality, maybe, as Dracula Untold. But Gerard Butler stars as Dracula in Dracula 2000. Um, Isn't Gary Oldman wait. Dracula at some point? Gary Oldman was Dracula. No, Dracula 2000. In Dracula it's a specific movie. It came out in aptly named 2000. Did um, it? Because I thought that... Well, Gary Oldman is in... Uh, he had Bram Stoker's Dracula Stoker. in 1992 or 93 yeah, or 94. It was later than that, wasn't it? Well, she's going to verify. Yeah, I so thought that... So Dracula 2000 has Gerard Butler as Dracula. Okay. okay. Um, Dracula 1992. Was it 1992? Yeah. I always thought it was later than that. Gary Oldman as Dracula, but it also has Keanu Keanu Reeves Reeves as Jonathan Harker. Yeah, with the greatest English accent of all time. Yeah, (laughs) it is also one of the most disturbing... And also my love, um, Winona Ryder. It is one of the most disturbing sex scenes I've ever seen in my life when Jonathan Harker, when Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker is like covered in vampire women. At one point, I just was like, this should be fine because I'm getting to see, you know... Keanu Reeves with no shirt on. This should be wonderful. And the implication, of course, is that he's naked because he's about to have sex with a bunch of female vampires. It should be fine. But it's not. It creeps me out. Like, I'm like, this is just weird because where's the line of control? And there's a huge yeah. thing to talk about with vampires and because, you know, with Twilight and vampire romances and paranormal mm-hmm. romances and how that's taken shape in our, you know, culture... Quick shout out, hold on, I, I have to jump in there just because we were talking about it. I was listening to the Ferndale Area District Library podcast, A Little Too Quiet. Shout out Jeff Milo if you're listening. Yeah. Um, and your recent Keanu Reeves podcast, <laughs> I'm going to agree with y'all that you were discussing that Keanu Reeves should not have been one of the, the, the Harker in that he should have been one of the romantic suitors in that film. You remember those? There was the little. Yeah, I don't agree with and that. And then Carrie Ewell's, who's butcher his last name. was? Yeah. Um, he should have been Harker. So we're tagging Was he in that movie? Right? He was one of the, I think, was he the guy from Texas, maybe? I'd have to go back and watch it or look it up on IMDb, but I'm not going to do that right now. But um, I honestly, I mean, I get Carrie because people, you know, Princess, Di- Princess, uh, Princess Bride, which, you know. Yeah. The public can shoot me in the street corner somewhere for saying that it's really not that great. Um, moving on, I feel like, and part of the reason I don't think that movie's that great is because I don't feel like Carrie carries movies very well, um, which is why he should not have been Jonathan Harker, because you have to go up against dun, 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 Gary Oldman. Like, come on. Well, most people are. I don't think even a good know. Harker is going to really <laughs> bring it up. Next to Gary Oldman. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, come on. <laughs> Sorry. But he had, we did have Hopkins. As Von Helsing. Ooh, yes. Truth. That's Quick digression. Because I started talking about Dracula 2000. I want to bring up how they reestablished the Dracula um, mythos. Mythos, Which Dracula in this film is Judas Iscariot. And the 30 pieces, the 30 yeah. pieces of silver mm-hmm. are why silver hurts him. Garlic doesn't do a thing if memory serves in this movie. Yeah. But... Um, it was, kind of, it was an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, and I like to go back and watch it every now and then because it is a fun film. Um, I have not seen that one, um, honestly. I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, vampires. I, yeah. So there, there I, are... Oh, go ahead. I recently saw a really good vampire movie. I think I told Andy about it the other day. Which one? Um, Near Dark. It's Ooh, not, it's not, it's not new one. or anything. It's, okay. it's from the late 80s, early 90s. I'm not sure exactly which year. It's, okay. it's one of Catherine Bigelow's first movies. Oh, okay. Um, but if you ever want to see Bill Paxton eat up scenery as a southern vampire serial killer what? type deal, it's Wait, it's you mean other than the entire television show where he was the... the was it, Isn't Bill Paxton the... No, maybe he's not. I'm thinking of someone else. Is yep. he the true blood guy? No. no, oh, no. Steve Moyer. 
as Bill Compton. Thank you, Bill Compton. Oh, See, yeah. See, the last uh, vampire thing that I actually saw was what we do in the shadows. Which is also very good. Is it good? In a different way. Yeah, okay, absolutely. It's really good. Okay. So, the... I would tell you to watch the movie first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Before you okay. watch the show, watch the movie first, because it gives you a lot of context into... One of this. Okay. Into the style of the show that they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely a very much like I don't know how to explain it, but it's very much like a Parks and Rec's Office style. Okay, uh, vampire cool. show. Yeah, where it follows around four vampires. <laughs> Three, but there's an extra. I'll explain in a second. It's vampires, of course, there is. <laughs> there's four <laughs> vampires, and then their manservant, and <laughs> they live in a house, um, with their um. Just like in the middle of the city, and I don't remember which city it is. Transylvania. No, I'm kidding. It's in, uh, what's the country? I don't even New Zealand. Right? Is it New right? Zealand? What? What? I, it, I think it's New Zealand or, or well, the, some of the actors are from New Zealand, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what we do in the shadows is set in Staten Island. Oh, Staten Island. Um, so they're in the middle of Staten Island in a house. What? Vampires. Okay. Um, it follows them around kind of like documentary style. So sometimes you'll have like them like talking to the camera as if they're like talking to the like the person behind the camera going like, Mm -hmm. so this is what this is about. And we used to do this all the time. And they have the accents Mm -hmm. like they're from like Slovakia. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, okay. I I think some of like the funniest part of the movie for me is their, um, their kind of rivalry with the werewolves. Yeah, there's a rivalry with the werewolves. And it makes absolutely all the sense in the world, but no sense at the same time. (laughs) Because the whole entire battle scene is them just standing in a park and facing each other. Okay. Meanwhile, there's a third, the fourth vampire isn't an actual vampire. He's called an energy vampire. Oh, energy. Okay, right, yeah. And so he well, just actually, lives oh. in the house, and it's hilarious. Uh-huh. I was going to throw out there that we have the variations of vampires within Stephen King. Um, it, the clown, Pennywise from It, is... It's also a form of a vampire. It's a vampire. Really? Yeah. Isn't Within there, that world. Isn't okay. there a vampire later on in the Dark Tower series? There what? is. That um, they feed, of course, they rather than drain blood, they do feed on the, the bodies of their victims. But, like, okay. the reason the It... The, the, the Pennywise, um, it seasons their meal by making them feel afraid. In the Dark Tower... Oh, fear. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a thing for them. The one in the Dark Tower wants them to laugh as they die. It mm. adds a little bit of flavor. We need to put some cayenne That's, pepper it's on like this. It's like the little meme with the guy with the white tea, sprinkling salt. Get yeah. some nutmeg <laughs> over top of this. Yeah. Salt Bay, I believe. <laughs> salt Bay. Thank yeah. you. It's been a while since I've seen it to be... But yeah, so it's... <laughs> Oh, God. Um, that's funny. Okay. Um, so I have to ask. This is a totally self-serving question. What is or what interpretation or who or whatever? Favorite vampire, the universe, interpretation, creator? Spike. Cool. Wait. You favorite would, the creator you or the... <laughs> like all of the above. The writer like, or... Like answer however you want. It, it can be universe. It can be writer. It can be, you know, what character. have you. Character even. Um, yeah. It would be Spike. I have to say that mm-hmm. in I gotta like blend to the reimagining of Castlevania that came out on the PlayStation yeah. 3 and Xbox 360, um, Lords of Shadow. Okay. Mm. It there was this, there were like the Lords of Shadow were three different. There's like the Lord of the Vampires, the Lord of the Vamp, or Lord of the Werewolves, mm-hmm. and what was the other one? It, I had to go back and play it, but I can remember like who it was in the game, but I can't remember what their specific skill set. Like Lord of the Necromancers, and. Like <laughs> Simon Belmont was this a uh, brother in the order or uh, the uh, order of the Brotherhood of Light, mm-hmm. and then this a uh, holy warrior like paladins set to go out hunt the vampires. The Belmont, he's a Belmont, but not like the Belmont yet. Right. Well, as the game progresses, you know you're gaining the abilities of these like, supernatural creatures that you 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 fight, mm-hmm. and near the end of the game, like you have to fight Satan. Spoiler alert. And the game's been on forever. To, I mean, Satan usually comes up and talks to vampires. And there's even like this <laughs> one point where like it's DLC related, but you, um, in order to beat this 
demon that got released after the death of the Lords of Shadow, this one extra planar demon got released. And in order to fight them, you have to work with this lower tier vampire that turns you into a vampire. Mm-hmm. You're a Belmont that gets turned into a vampire and people you know, playing the game are like, no! Mm-hmm. Um, but the Belmont becomes the first, like Dr- Dr- Dracula. He becomes the villain of the series uh, in this twist. Yeah, and all of his, that's why his family is destined to fight him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Castlevania, as a general rule, I love Dracula within that. Mm-hmm. Or the vampires within that. The world but building of that is so good. I also really, really, really thrive like on anything Vampire Chronicles. Right. I, I enjoyed the last couple books in the Vampire Chronicles series, but I have to really... like They took a sci-fi twist that I wasn't ready for. I'm like, do okay. I hate it or do I like it? Like It was interesting. I ate it right up. But sure. like, was it a good decision? Those, were those like the Prince Lestat books that she was doing at the end? Yeah, the Realms yeah. of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so Anne Rice, Castlevania are probably my favorite variations of the vampire. Okay. Which right. one is funny because it clearly has ties to Dracula, and the other does not. I think they both have ties to Dracula. Um, I mean, she's well, it within the narrative of their. Oh right, like like as in ter- uh, yeah no, no yeah no yeah. I know what you mean but like like she's Dracula's a huge influence yeah. Oh. I, but although she said that like Camille is really more of an influence than mm-hmm. Dracula for obvious reasons, but yeah, Grant. Um, uh, I mean, I it's it's fresh in my mind, so I I, 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 I kind of want to see an expanded world of near dark vampires, where they're okay. like a, where they're like a ragtag. Um, back backwoods type of vampire clan. Oh, I love that. that's um, an interesting idea. Yeah, and just going from place to place or whatever. Like True Blood, but less sexy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen True Blood, so True Blood I, I, know, is I a, know its reputation. Yeah, it's about the as whole backwoods entire thing vampire is just spice. as you can get. The whole mm-hmm. entire thing is just spice. That's uh, so. I, I, I wish Lafayette, there was some... though. Kudos, man. Lafayette's the shiznit. I agree. I wish there was more in the world of mm-hmm. Near Dark, but. If I were to be a vampire in a vampire world, I'd be more of a classic vampire, like living in a tower or a castle or something. Sure. But yeah. Big, you know. Yeah. So you would be Dracula. I would be Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh. Aaron. All right. So I know I mentioned Spike earlier, but like. He, oh he, yeah, you did he, say he, Spike. Give me a second. Yeah. So I do like as much of the problem I do have with her as an author and, and Julie Pleck in general. I do like the Vampire Diaries like way of world building it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. As much like, as probably, the show I, or the books, because I know they're. I like very the show a little, a little bit better than the books, just because the books just. I mean, Elena is a pick me in general, and I just hate her. I hate Elena I, I altogether. Hate, we, we all hate like, Elena. Every Let's time, just, like, I'll put that yeah, out there. Every time but Catherine like, shows up, I'm like, eat her, eat her, and then they're like, like, surprise, doppelgangers need each other, and I'm like, really? Is this so that you, the writers, can't kill Elena? Because yeah, we need you pretty to kill much. Elena. But like, <laughs> like the rest of the characters, I feel like the world building with those characters, mm-hmm. and I especially loved the originals, like in the way that they built up the family yeah. and they gave a lot of context to. Um, and for those who don't know, basically the originals are like the. Oh, I have our smack. I have our smack now, by the way. There's three of them. There's two of them now. So okay. congrats. Yeah. I will take yours. But there's like I think it's five, yeah, it's five siblings. Technically, there's six, but like that's a whole other issue all in itself. But there's like <laughs> five siblings, and long time ago when they were like younger or whatever, uh, werewolves were technically still around, like, and they were part of the like original supernatural creatures, them oh, yeah. and witches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the sixth sibling, who's the youngest, died in a werewolf attack. Which is um, why there's the war between yeah, them. But, yeah, which is why there's a war between the two of them. But there's another piece to why there's a war in between the two of them. Because of course there is. <laughs> yeah. And so the mom of the family, um, whose name always escapes me, I believe it's like Eleanor or something, and don't at, ask me or something. It starts with an E, and I literally don't care because yeah. she's just like right. one of those characters. Um, but the mom turns around and basically through a witch ritual, because she is a witch at the time, turns her whole entire family into vampires, which is considered technically against, like, the witch's code because they're natural abominations at that point. Mm -hmm. 
And she immediately regrets this. Like, she makes them, like, all vampires, even the dad. And at first, it's fine. They're vampires. But they're very bloodthirsty. And she begins to realize why she, like, does not want them to be alive. Which mm-hmm. is the whole entire, like, plot line of part of, like, seasons, like, two, I think, of Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Where, uh... She turns around, she doesn't like them like this anymore, and then Klaus, who's, like, one of the main villains in the whole entire show <laughs> in general, and the Uh-oh. main character of the originals, Bang. we love him, He's but, so... um, Ugh. Yeah, turns anyway. out mom was not very faithful to dad, um, and, <laughs> uh, had an affair with one of the werewolves, so he's technically what's called the original hybrid, so he has this That's ability right. to yeah. shift into a werewolf because of the fact that to... trigger the genetic werewolf Uh gene, you have to kill somebody to be able to trigger this. And so when he becomes a vampire, he inevitably... You check something out! Okay, whatever. But he inevitably (laughs) triggers the gene when he becomes a vampire and kills his first person for, you know, sustenance or whatever. Yeah. And then the dad finds out because he turns into a werewolf and none of them are werewolves. They were all witches before this. And so, now the dad has this vendetta, and he wants to kill Klaus. Meanwhile, (laughs) the mom, shut up. Meanwhile, the mom wants to, like, (laughs) kill all the rest of the siblings, because, surprise, I made abominations, and now I have to get rid of them. Um, It's very vampire-y plot. And so, in her whole entire thing, she locks away Klaus's, um werewolf side so he can't transform at will which is what he should originally be able to do as a hybrid um and so he is basically forced to change every single full moon and he doesn't want that and there's a stone that his mom made to do like lock away the whole entire thing and he has to destroy the stone and it's using the blood of the doppelganger to be able to do this right which is why we have elena which hate elena everyone hates elena Love the world building though because it gives yeah, a lot of. Yeah, the world is really fast. Their it's very is, yeah. full. Yeah, it's but very I do like the way that the Buffy vampires okay. are just a little bit more in terms of yeah. like. I need to give Buffy how they another act. go. I haven't done that one. In terms of how they act, because they're kind yeah. of constrained by the they can't go out in the sunlight. They can't like do. They're like constrained. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in. Um, Vampire Diaries, they get their, like... They cheat. They cheat. Vampire Diaries they cheat. They immediately get Because they like, start you off with, the you know, the whole deal. Because Elena is going to high speed. It's Twilight, but... But, like, the thing with is... With bigger world building, yeah. initially. Like, it starts off very small. Like, human girl goes to school, figures out that one of the, you know, the boy that she's falling in love with is a vampire. Right. And blah, blah, blah. And so it's that constrained thing. And then his toxic brother shows up, and you're like, oh... Uh, okay, and the toxic brother is like, well, he's not really a real vampire because real vampires can't go out in sunlight, but my brother likes to cavort with witches. And, like, you you get a lot of world building right. through snark, and it's great, but then they start cheating and going, now all the vampires can walk around in sunlight because the most powerful witch who happens to be Elena's best friend, Bonnie, can give them all rings yeah, to be able to do it. Performed a nonsense but, like, spell. Like, you're like... Like, well, can I can I yes. talk about cheating? That little thing. Okay. Not yet. Wait, no, because no, I haven't on. given you my vampire. I want to know okay, your yes. vampires first. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So sorry. my favorite of all the vampire lords is Bleach's vampires. Ooh. Okay. Uh, like there's an entire Ichigo? arc. Like, no, not Ichigo, but there's an entire arc known as the Bount arc. Okay. That everybody who watches Bleach skips because they're like it's a filler arc which by the way bleach fans <coughs> it's all filler like it's all filler read like, the manga like, instead like it's annoying how people are like it's all it's a whole it's a filler it's, yes it's a filler arc but it's brilliant anyway the bout arc is about these beings um that were created by the soul society um fair they were a Basically an aberration. They were a scientific aberration that was not supposed to happen in the regeneration of the life cycle. These beings, known as Bounce, who had, like, super natural... You know, they had vampire powers, basically. Um, 
except that they can walk around in sunlight. Um, but they, they develop these vampire powers in the cycle of regeneration. So walking around in our world are these creatures known as bounce. And the bounce created a law for themselves to stay on a good side with the soul society, which was that they were not going to take human life. Mm-hmm. Well, the soul society was like, we pulled an oopsie, kill all bounce. Because the Soul Society is a corrupted Jedi Order, which... We all know this. If you've watched Bleed. Okay. They're terrifying and awful. Um, But basically, they're like, yeah, so kill all the Bounce. So they issue a kill order on the Bounce. They kill most of the Bounce. um, And only, like, a tiny, tiny group of them survives. So there's this small tribe that hasn't been heard of or seen forever because of that one rule. Like, we will not, you know, eat humans. Because when they eat humans, they gain, like, greater powers and strengths. And they have these, like, they have these things called dolls, which are basically otherworldly beings. Mm -hmm. Like, the best way to describe them would be demons, because demons are always otherworldly and are supernatural. But they're not really technically demons. They're just, like, otherworldly creatures or spirits that move into the world during, over the course of a spell. And infect like an item, so right. it can be like a ring or so like they some possess kind of something. Basically. They possess something, and whenever the bount has to like wants to be protected or needs to fight, yeah. they can call forth this doll to do the battling for them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they're like they share like the the, the doll shares the, their shares the vampire powers, and the vampire shares like they. It's, it's how a, they circumvent like, killing humans. It's a really really cool like factor, especially when you have to fight. Soul Reapers. Um, That's a cool, like, workaround. Yeah, and so when I first saw the Bound Arc, I was like, these are the coolest vampires I've ever seen in my life because it was something new. I'd never seen that done with vampires before. And all of the dolls, in order to summon dolls, you have to use a German term. Like, the spells are just basically German. Okay. German words. And I was just like... And all of the dolls have names like Gerda. Like, that's a very German. I was just like, oh my god, they were even using German. Like, it's, it just, it's so It makes cool. so much sense. And it's this, so cool. This is in Bleach? Yeah. Yes. And you can watch, the thing about the Bound Arc is you can watch the Bound Arc and right. not watch any other part of Bleach and completely understand how the universe of Bleach works, which is much better than season one, because season one is boring. Season one just never makes sense. No, you just really want to skip season it's one. It's dull. So if you want to get into Bleach, Watch the Bound Arc, because you're also going to get some kick-ass vampires. So, you know. But in terms of the anime, don't we have a lot, too? We, we have, have the manga. We have yeah. the manga. Oh, the, manga. Ton of the, manga. the Bounce never Sorry, show up. Anime yeah, the Bounce never show up in the manga. They were an invention of the anime. Oh, okay. Um, Listen, it's, in, so, my f- it's yeah. in my list of things to buy. Okay. Yes. So, yes. I had, Those are my... The, oh. We're on a bleach renaissance here. I mean, it kind of makes me want to watch. No. Yeah, I, you should... Crunchyroll. Yeah. It's Crunchyroll. It's really, really good. It's also on Hulu. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, amazing. Um, really quick, the cheat thing, because it's chomping yes. at the bit with it, because of what you're talking about. Yes. I love Blade. <laughs> yeah. I love Blade, both comics and the yes. Wesley Snipes films. Mm-hmm. The first is the best. The second one I really enjoy. The third one, the less said, the better. <laughs> However, we're going to go back in time to that first one. Yeah, yeah. There is a point where Stephen Dorff's character... like. Blade is called the Daywalker because he inherited yeah. quite a few of the uh, powers and abilities, but the, like none of the curses. Us yeah. being a vampire, something happened to him. Um, it's called melanin. <laughs> fair, but no, like these the other vampires, they develop a. I'd have to go back and watch this, but it made me so angry watching it, even the first time. Like, y'all vampires are gonna like come out in the sun with sunscreen. Oh yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you remember this now? Yeah, I do. Like, he's in there, yeah, we got it, uh, rubbing it on his ear, like, to get out of But I think, actually, in the movie, if I'm not, if I'm mis, I may be misremembering this, doesn't he have a serum? He has to get a serum. To suppress his, that's, that's, that's Blade's character. That's what it is, it's a, yes. To Blade, suppress Blade his blood the serum to suppress the, yes, that's it. Yeah, so, because one of the cool facets about the Blade, um, mm-hmm. about that film, the first film, anyway, is that he gets that serum from the African-American community, because Blade himself is black. Yeah. So the person who develops the serum, the place where he goes to get the serum is from a black person in the black section of like the ghetto of that city. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to be a ghetto if it's black. But do you know what I mean? It's a very 90s movie. 
So of course it's the ghetto. Uh, but it's <laughs> but it's but I love but that's the thing to me that sold me completely. It's one of the reasons if you ever really this is a sidebar, not really. If you ever want to understand my love for Catwoman, watch Blade and Catwoman together because they are almost identically the same film. Wait. The Halle Berry. Yes, the Halle Berry Catwoman. Okay. Because I think the reason a lot of people don't like that movie is because it's not it is not the Batman's Catwoman. It, yeah. I, I fully engage with that. Like no, that that is not a Batman universe Catwoman. That is not Batman's wife. You no, can leave that alone. That, yeah, that's not Batman's Catwoman. But it feels so similar to Blade in so many of the choices that they make in that movie that I'm like, I'm here. Like I'm so down. Even that weird, like stupid, like Catwoman basically gets her powers because she underwent a spell or something from a weird psychic. It's stupid, but it's Blade, and I love it. Well, as a criticism at Catwoman as a general thing, it was the Michelle Pfeiffer becoming a cat persona in Batman Returns. And I love Batman Returns. I really liked what she, that she did there. <laughs> she fell through a window, and yeah, cool I, that she survived, but she... It, it, yeah, it was a little weird. It was weird. It was a little weird. Yeah. I like it, it's but I don't Tim like Burton. it at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Tim Burton. We'll Burton-y. go with that. Also, why hasn't... T- has Tim, Bur- Tim Burton made a vampire movie, right? Or am I misremembering that? He is making a new he, one. Didn't now. he make the Dark the, the Dark Shadows movie? Oh, yeah. Yep, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I, I feel is underrated. Is I, it? I kind of okay. enjoyed it. Yeah, because I... Because like, remember, Dark Shadows was like a thing for a minute. Like in the, what, the 90s? When was Dark Shadows out? The TV show? It was like the 60s. Something like that. Oh. Black and white. <laughs> right? Oh, okay. No, but there was a Jessica Alba Dark Shadows. Well, maybe there was a... I don't I mean, like, I remember it kind of, but I don't really yeah, remember Jessica it. Jessica Alba got her start, like, as the Dark Shadows person. I only know about the old one. Oh. I gotta reel us in for a little bit, and this is for Erin's benefit because she is going upstairs. She has to leave us a few minutes early today. Erin, go meet with the vampires. I mean, our employers. Um, <laughs> they suck our very life forces out of us. Please don't fire us. Um, we're more than happy to give them. Our I disown all of this conversation. Continue. Yes, see, there again, vampires and consensual. Cons- 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 Anyways, Andy, anyway, what is our? Do you have a wait? Give us a smack. You have a smack. I have a smack. It's smack a, us both. It is a Vampire diary smack, unless you want me to go more wide-ranging. I have Give never it. seen the Vampire Diaries, but... Give it to nor me. Nor have I. You guys can All right, so let me go with the wide-ranging. Because I do have another one. All right, I'm going to go with the wide-ranging one, then. Klaus. Okay. Lestat. Or Edward. You know, ironically enough, this was very similar to what mine was. I don't know. No, I change it. Not Edward. Carlisle. Carlisle? Woo! Yeah. and Carlisle. Considering I've never seen Interview with a Vampire, um, uh, I'll just get rid of Lestat now. <laughs> I've broken Tony, by the way. Uh, Klaus is from Vampire Diaries. Yeah, so we're going to keep Klaus. He's really hot. Yeah, we're um, keeping Klaus, specifically because he doesn't die for like, like ever. just randomly kill Lestat. Go ahead. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Yes. All right. I'm going to marry Carlisle, because I feel like he'd take good care of me. He would take Whether a human or he turns me later, I like he's going to take care of me. He would take so. good care of oh. yeah. Come here, Lestat. So are you, you some marrying of this. Carlisle, then? No. Not marry- You're marrying Klaus, then? Yeah, I like my, to- my human's toxic. That's fair. We I'm going to kill this. Klaus. We all know this about me. You're going to kill Klaus? Oh, good luck! Do you well, mean- but he... Because... I, having I a night up... in the hay with Lestat, you might convince Lestat to kill Klaus. Yeah. You, know. you might, but like I feel like if you have a row with Klaus as well, you could also convince him to kill Lestat as well. Either or. Well, it, Lestat married, in narrative. But if you're married to Klaus, you can devil, convince him of. to get yeah, rid Lestat, of any Lestat, of them. Lestat is... He like, met Jesus Christ! Yeah, Lestat is... is, is like he's, he's pretty top tier. Yeah. Um, I like my vampires how I like my book characters, and that's toxic. No, that's fair. No, that's yeah. Fair. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, uh, okay. So and for, with that, I'm leaving. For me, I would, I would marry Carlisle because I, Carlisle's fantastic. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would actually have to kill Lestat as hard as that is for me because. Okay, Are you basing the hotness of Klaus on what he looks like Klaus in the film or the show? Hot. Klaus is so hot. I don't know that he shows up in the books, the Vampire Diaries books. I don't know that he's a character, but he's so hot. Yeah. I reject your guys's 
premise, you know, premise, and I will go with uh, Nick Cage and Vampire's Kiss. I've never seen that movie. It's worth it. Is it for his performance? It's really. It's you're telling me a movie is worth it for Nick Cage's performance. I'm, not I'm sure finding that. that hard to believe. I it's, I was struggling with Kiefer Sutherland in The Lost Boys. He's, oh, a, he's a snack. Agreed. Also, The Lost Boys is a must see. Everyone should see Lost yes. Boys. It's a fantastic movie. Um, and that's one that should have deeper influence. Like we need more Lost Boys influenced. On that note, for years after I was carefully inspecting my uh, fried rice and my, <laughs> oh my God, lo mein noodles because oh, of that film. Oh my God. I didn't even Lost look. Boys. Yeah, yes. Have you, have you, you've seen it, right? I'm sorry. Grant. I'm sorry. Grant. <laughs> Should I stream it tonight? Tonight. Okay. <laughs> With no further delay. And I don't say this to you about anything because I understand tastes very... Lost Boys is a veritable classic for a reason. For, for many reasons. For ma- yes, and I'm not... It reaches like the Corys, number one. The Corys are in it. Yes, yes. It features, I mean, a pretty good cast of both, others, both, too. Both, both Feldman and... Hain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and good music. It's Yeah, and I can't, Was it a late 80s or early 90s? On Amazon Prime. Late so. 80s, I believe. Because it was it was in that weird transitional period where you could yeah. if you said ninety one I believe you say eighty nine I believe you yeah because it it's that. so flavor wise mm-hmm. um, very much part of both decades it is it may have been as late as ninety two and hot guy sax solo I still believe <laughs> remember he's playing the, in the little festival at the beginning that movie is soundtrack was top tier yeah it, it yes. Um, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it, it, it's. I'll let you know. It is a very. Sisters of Mercy, song. Cry Little Sister. Nice. Was mm. such a choice song. Mm. Yeah, um, I, that's a. It's a. Wow, I, I need to watch it again. It's been a while. It's been a decade. They did have a couple sequels out, but I feel like my friend Darius is going to materialize, slap me for even legitimizing the sequels to Lost Boy, because they were so. There's like two of them. We'll just make sure you cut before that, <laughs> so he doesn't hear. <laughs> no, I want him to hear. Sisters of Mercy seems like a very vampire band. Yeah, we didn't even get to like vampire bands. Maybe we should do a part two. Actually, I feel like the vamp, this vampire discussion, like, because I had a template, but then it just went off the rails. But it was a good thing because we're all like talking about this, that, vampire related. Because yeah. it's such a big world. It's massive, and I, I'm actually, I'm disappointed right now because I feel like vampires need. <sighs> To come back to rescue us from the current the current what, what what's, what's I'm complaining this is a James Gunn relative complaint okay but this is also a Warner Brothers relative complaint I feel like we are in danger of no we're already there the universe theory thing where every studio wants a major interconnected well, universe yeah, yeah. that I'm I'm like it's like like the franchise thing was already worrying, right? M. Night Shyamalan coming in and being like, I'm gonna create Avatar the Last Airbender because I want a franchise in my hands. That's bad enough, right? Yeah. But that we kinda got past that and moved into this whole like it's like it's like the two point version, which is like you know, you know what?